0: You're listening to Wiretap with Jonathan Goldstein on CBC Radio 1 and Sirius Satellite Radio 137. Today's episode, selling out.
1: I know, I'm I know. really regretting having uh, offered to help him with the couch because it's turning into a huge job. And at the top of it off, when we get to the uh, to the landing, we can't get it through the door, and we're shoving and shoving and. Um, yeah, you,
0: you, you know what I like when it's hot. Yeah. I uh, I like to crack a cold can of carbonated beverage, sweetened. Mmm.
1: Is that still on the market?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's great stuff.
1: Whatever. So anyway, so we get it through the door, and John,
0: you really need to have a. F- I mean, that is the kind of situation that you can be dehydrated. You know, you, you need a flavor infusion. You know, you need to really sort of perk yourself up. I mean, come on, you need a. F-
1: okay, point well taken. Anyway, so then the the next job that he tells me that we have to do is we have another to take, job. We have to take the old couch, and he has that he wants to bring it to his mother in law's house. Oh
0: my god, how are you going to do that without having a? F-
1: uh-huh.
0: so it's a great drink. Did you did, did you know that was actually the favorite drink of U.S. President Lyndon B. Johnson, who had a soda tap installed at the desk in the White House's Oval Office? Did you know that?
1: I, I didn't. I didn't know that.
0: He couldn't get enough of it. I mean, the guy would the guy would guzzle it, and it kept him obviously at the top of his game. You know, and the guy was the leader of the free world.
1: Well, why are we still talking about?
0: Why well, it's just I don't know. It's just it's just something to talk about. I like it. I think you may like it. I. I you know, it's just
1: fine. Anyway, so the point is, so once we swap the couches. I mean, what do you
0: reach for when you're when you're thirsty? To me, one word. Okay,
1: you know what? You're starting to creep me out. Why this obsession with? Are you? Well, you
0: know, maybe maybe you have a, maybe you have a problem. No,
1: no, 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 no. This isn't normal.
0: What's not normal? What's normal? Wanting to be refreshed. Who doesn't like it? It's,
1: it's a disgusting beverage. Hold it, hold it,
0: hold it. I used
1: to have to drink it when I was a kid. All right, all right. It, it, was, it was a part of one of the things that I looked forward to about growing up was never having to drink a can of all right, all right, again. All
0: right, all right, all right, It's disgusting. Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it. Hold it, Tone it down, okay? Tone it down. it down. Bring it down. Bring it down, Tex. Okay? Bring it down.
1: No, I'm just saying, if you want to talk frankly about
0: No, I don't want to... No, I don't want to talk frankly about unless your frank talk about is very positive. That's the only way that I want to talk frankly about okay?
1: What, 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 wh- thanks,
0: thanks, thanks for stepping all over me, by the way. I appreciate that.
1: What, what does that mean?
0: Saying that I don't need you to, to badmouth f- you know, like this with me. I don't need that right now. I really huh. don't need
1: well, that. Well, what is going on between you and f- Do you have like some kind of... What?
0: I, I, there's nothing. It's just, you know, I, 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 I've spoken to some f- people and then they, you know, whatever.
1: Wait, are you doing work for them? Is that it?
0: Work. <laughs> I mean, what... Work.
1: Josh, what is your connection to this beverage?
0: Look, John, the uh, the, the, the people got in touch with me and uh, you know made me um, made me some made me an offer, you know, and I accepted.
1: What, what kind of offer?
0: I, I we we talked the you know I just talked up on the on the airwaves with you, you know, make it sound good, and, and they give me some money.
1: Wait a second! Wait a second! The people contact. What, what does that even mean? Who are the? People.
0: Yeah, I think it was uh, Stewart, and I think Amy is the woman in, in promotions. Amy, yeah.
1: And they know about you being on my show on the radio.
0: Yeah, they got in touch with me. They called me up. They said, "Look, you know, we have uh, we we work for, and uh, we want to. We're pushing the brand, and and we wanted maximum exposure, right?"
1: And so they turned to you.
0: They turned to me. Yeah.
1: And and you thought I would be all right with this?
0: Well, I wasn't even going to tell you.
1: Well, it's pretty obvious something weird was going on.
0: Wait, why? Why is it obvious? Because no, you couldn't not. stop talking about. F-
1: you're nuts.
0: The you talking about? I integrated it very well. If I didn't tell you, you wouldn't even know. It was a part of a conversation. What I didn't bring up, f- you know, randomly is that is that a crime? Last I checked, that's not a crime. You no, know, wait a second.
1: Well, no, in fact, it is a crime. Are you talking about doing product endorsements? No,
0: no product endorsements. I'm not endorsing it. I'm I'm approving of it. You know what, don't be, don't, don't, don't Bogart success, okay? Don't be selfish. You, you, you want to see me do well, right? Well, I, I, I do, but I mean, you know. The- John, John, look, you, you got your sweet little gig here, right? The money's rolling in, My Life is good. I just, I'm just trying to get mine, okay. I'm just trying to look after another one. Look, I one. hear
1: you, but I mean, you know, I, I mean, I'm not allowed doing product endorsements on you're, the CBC. First of all, you're not
0: doing anything. I'm doing it, and second of all, it's not even product endorsement. It's product uh, excitement. No,
1: but so what? Every time we talk on the phone, now you're going to be bringing up. Not you're going to be, time. you're going to become a dreadful bore. Not
0: every time, you know. Every once in a while, and it's not going to be boring. <laughs> Is a very um, sophisticated drink for discerning palates. right? Are,
1: are, are you reading that from the brochure? No. So,
0: I've memorized it because you know why? Because I'm attentive to detail and and I'm trying to do a good job here. And they said that if I if I memorize it, I get paid more. I, I get Oh paid, really? Well, yeah, I get paid every time that I mention the product name.
1: Oh, I see. Look, can I tell you something? I'm going to ban you from the radio. I, we won't be able to talk anymore what, because what? it's God, ridiculous. You're, you're, such,
0: you're such a hater. No, no. no number no one, one, you can you get sound anything like... except for Goldstein, eh? Right? You know it's all there. It's it's, it's chalk a block with these things. And 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 why shouldn't I hop on that train? Why? And, and you know, quite frankly, when I'm on a long train ride, you know, sometimes it's nice. Don't, to not please don't say it. Sit back. Stop it. Put my feet up and and crack open a, a nice ice cold can of.
1: Okay, you know what? I, I you're not to say that word anymore. Okay. Can. Please, Josh. You know what? I, 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 this is sick. I, 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 it's not
0: sick. It's money. Okay. Money makes the world go round. For your information, I haven't had a can of in my life, okay? For all I know, it, it, it tastes like uh, monkey urine. By the way, do not put that on the air. All I care about is me getting mine. You know what I'm saying? All right? Well, what, what are they paying you? I don't know. I, it's, what, what, you want me to look now in the Could contract you, here? You
1: have a contract?
0: Yes, it's right here. Um, uh, remuneration. Each time Mr. Carpatty mentions... You will receive one free case of. Wait, this this has to be wrong. Subject will not receive any remuneration further to said. This is written by a monkey. Who wrote this? What they're paying me. In
1: so you don't even get any money for it.
0: What the hell am I gonna do with all these cans of? Who, who would ever drink this stuff? What am I going to do? What am I going to take, take baths in it? I, you can't drink this much in a lifetime. What ever want to drink all this? What, what am I, just sitting around eating salty snacks all day? I, I mean, who ever paid someone Do You think Michael Jackson got paid in when they said his air on fire? What, they it out?
2: Hello. You know why your show wouldn't work as a TV show? Who is this? Because you have a face for radio, my friend.
1: Okay, Gregor, thank you. Listen, I I don't know why you're saying this. No, seriously,
2: I was thinking about it. You know how on the radio people get really bored and want to turn off their radios and they're falling asleep listening to these endless stories? Yeah. I think it could work well if you had some visual excitement, Mm -hmm. something to show.
1: Yeah, That's all well and good, but I mean, uh, I don't want to be on TV.
2: Well, it's a good thing you don't want to be on TV because I don't think you could be on TV. Okay, well, good, then it's settled. Well, maybe you could be if there was like a snowstorm and you stood behind a news reporter waving. I mean, you couldn't have your own show. Right. Have you ever heard the expression there are two kinds of people in this world? People who are on TV and people who watch TV?
1: I've heard that, yeah.
2: I think you fall into the latter category. Mm -hmm. Not a bad thing. That's most people.
1: Right. I, and I'm comfortable with that. I have no problem with that.
2: Yeah, I think you're comfortable with having a small life. You'll have lived a small life. You know what I mean? Uh, when comes out. i
1: right. feel will be like,
2: Jonathan Goldstein lived a small life.
1: I don't think it's going to say he that. He never but.
2: amounted to much.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He never wanted for much, and he was content with his small dreams and small hopes. Instead of being like, you know, where Merv Griffin left off, Jonathan Goldstein picked up. He invented a bunch of TV shows. He's the pioneer of this, that, and the other. He has a restaurant in Palm Springs. And you can still see him there daily wearing his mauve smoking jackets, followed by his entourage, ordering langoustines for everyone in the house. I it's not going to say that, because you're not going to have a TV show, so you're never have a TV empire.
1: Well, that's. The, I mean, that's fine with me. I, I don't understand why Why is you know bigger always better. I mean, I'm, I, th- I think things are going reasonably exactly well. Exactly the
2: kind of question someone with a small mind asks.
1: You want to have a, a big life. You can't say nothing more than
2: just the middle seat for me. Mm-hmm. you got to say, I want a window and a blanket and a pillow. You know what I mean? That's TV. That's where they bring you a little warm towelette to wipe your hands with.
1: That's the kind of life you could live. Gregor, I'm, I'm, I, I'm very happy doing what I'm doing, and I, I, I don't want to be on TV.
2: Yeah, I think, I think what you're really saying is just a cover for the fact that you're afraid to be on TV. You're afraid to step up. Oh, really? Yeah. If you really could be the man who you're supposed to be, mm-hmm. you'd be a star on stage and screen.
1: Right. So you but see-
2: instead, you're sitting there nursing your tea. You probably drink tea. Do you drink
1: tea? I, I sometimes...
2: Yeah, why don't you drink coffee like a real man, like they do on TV? Mm-hmm. You think you think Robert Redford in his prime drank tea? I don't think so.
1: Maybe he did. I, but anyway, you, so you're saying that if I was a healthier individual, I would want to be on TV. I would be I'm on. I'm saying TV.
2: that if you want to be a member of the Nevis Society your whole life, you can sit and go to your committee meetings and be a member of the radio station show business community, which, by the way, is at the very bottom in the basement below everyone else on the food chain. But you could be on TV. You could be a TV star. You could be the Maury Povich of the CBC. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: You know, I think you have a self-esteem issue. You think of yourself as being lower than Montel Williams. You could easily succeed where Montel Williams has failed. And Montel Williams, by the way, is doing all right. Right. It's been on the air for a long time. That's great. Imagine show business as Mount Rushmore, and imagine your face carved in rock right next to Rosie O'Donnell. But it won't be, because you can't be on TV, because you don't have what it takes. Mm -hmm. You know what your problem is? All good acting starts with honesty. You can't even be honest for two seconds with me on the phone right now. You cannot honestly admit that you wish that you were on TV.
1: I don't wish that I could be on TV.
2: Yeah, that sounds like the voice of someone being dishonest. I think that's what I'm hearing. You know when, like, um you don't get the seat you want, and you wind up seating you behind a pole, and you can't see anything on the stage? Mm-hmm. And you're like, this is fine. I wanted to be seated behind the pole. That's what you sound like to me. Are you telling me that you wouldn't want to get $400,000 an episode to be Ray Romano's churlish cousin? You walk on, do two minutes work a week, say a line or two, sit on the couch making faces and walk off. Are you saying that's what you wouldn't want?
1: I, I don't think... Uh, well, I mean, I don't think I could be... Uh, I don't think it's my calling. I mean, I don't think I'd be especially good at that.
2: Well, who's talking about your calling? I'm talking about $400,000 an episode. Was that not enough money for you? Listen, Gregory? I'm not... I'm, say there's a sitcom, like a romantic comedy. Uh-huh. I don't know, like a, a really good-looking guy lives with a really good-looking woman and yeah. you're the roommate who's the guy who's the deputy Drupal character. So he's like, oh, dear. And, you know... They're like, w- what are you doing this weekend? And you're like, making potato salad.
1: So well, I, I don't understand. So you're saying like I, I could be like I could I, my character could be sort of like the nebishy best friend.
2: Yeah, not best friend. More like you know maybe he's trapped with you because like the lease is in your name, so he can't kick you out of the apartment. And
1: and and uh, that that that's the kind of character you see me playing. You know, unlikable. Gregor, I mean, I'm not really. I, you know, I'm I'm not I'm not interested.
2: Yeah, of course you're not interested. Listen to me. I I sent over a CD from one of your shows to a friend of mine who is in development in Los Angeles. He listened to it. He thought it was very funny. And he called me with an idea for a show. Really? That would be a vehicle for you.
1: A, a, a TV show? A,
2: a sitcom, yeah.
1: Huh.
2: I told him you weren't interested. What do you mean you... Uh, wh- how do you mean? No, I, I talked to over with him. You're not cut out for TV. But then I don't... I think don't it's understand- better that people should just hear your voice.
1: You're working to your strength. Well, that... N- n- yeah, well, why are you so
2: hot to try to be on TV?
1: Uh, well, I'm not, but I mean, You're I always th-
2: disdaining TV, telling me it's a boob tube.
1: No, it's not. I mean, I have no problem with that. I just don't know that I have anything. I, di- I mean, I didn't think I had anything to bring to it, but it sounds like it, it sounds like this guy feels otherwise.
2: You remember when I told you we were having a talk about this, and I said everyone wants to be on TV, and you gave me a whole self-righteous speech about how you didn't want to be on TV. Well, I, I mean, I don't. But so, what are you worried about? Right, but' w- He's just another suit in Hollywood with some idea about giving you a couple million dollars a year to show up for five minutes work for 26 weeks at a clip. what
1: are you joking what, I don't know how and, and and what what did you say to him oh what's the difference
2: come on you're working for the CBC my main man you know a lot of people in Hollywood would kill for a job like that what do you get summers off come on you don't want to work for TV you'd have to go promote it on like Jay Leno and Dave Letterman tells prefab
1: anecdotes That's not you. You've got integrity. Are you being serious about this Hollywood guy, or are you just trying to make a point? No,
2: no. He seriously called. He really did. He had some crazy ideas in mind that you were going to do something. He was going to pair you with Ray Romano for his new series, After Everybody Loves Raymond. And I told him that you hate Ray Romano, and you'd never want to be involved with him.
1: What are you you talking... First of all, I, I have nothing against Ray Romano. What are
2: you talking about you have nothing against Ray Romano? Remember when we went out that night, and you were doing your Ray Romano impression? You were like... Maybe I'll order some Thai food. I'm Ray Romano.
1: First of all, uh, that's very good. I don't have a Ray Romano. Im- you're, you're thinking of someone else. i have nothing. <laughs> I'm thinking of someone else. You were doing a Ray Romano impression. Okay, fine, but it doesn't mean that I hate him, Gregor.
2: Well, you said that that night. You said well, something to the effect of, I hate Ray Romano. It sounds like this all the time. That's why I thought it was kind of funny that he brought up Ray Romano, because as soon as he said it, I was like, Look, forget about Ray Romano I mean, you might have some other stars attached Like Eddie Murphy he might consider working with But he hates Ray Romano I,
1: Who am I to even be like, you know, calling the shots with, with you know, I don't know, you tell me You're the one who's
2: putting down Ray Romano Who, as far as I'm concerned, has had a very successful career in comedy I,
1: I feel like you're trying to stick it to me For not for, for for claiming that I didn't want to be on TV What are you talking about stick it
2: to you? Why would I want to stick it to you? Oh, I don't know he called me, talked about Ray Romano. What's it's, so crazy about that? It's like,
1: because where, where does someone who is who's the star of one of the most successful sitcoms in the history of television you know, come to me? It, you know, it, it doesn't make any sense.
2: Look, suddenly you got visions of sugar plum fairies dancing in your head. I didn't say that Ray Romano wanted to meet you, or Ray Romano knows who you are, or Ray Romano was going to do the show. I'm saying a development guy. The way things work in Hollywood is people say a lot of things all the time. It doesn't mean anything. He was just throwing around a few names. It's like if he said Robin Williams, it doesn't mean Robin Williams is going to ring your doorbell and you better straighten up in case he shows up in the next half hour. It just means he was talking about Ray Romano. He's done some project with him or whatever. His agent knows someone or whatever it is. It's a long chain of associations. The fact is, it is possible that Ray's next project could have involved Jonathan Goldstein. In fact, it will not. No. So don't worry about it.
1: Forget about Ray Romano. L- L- first of all, you know Gregor, I think I, you've
2: got a little crush on Ray Romano. I thought what? you would have been interested in guys like Glenn Gould, and suddenly you're all into Ray no, Romano.
1: It's no, it's not that it's Ray No, it's, it's the fact that I don't like you running my... I mean, if the guy was in, he should have gotten in touch with me. You shouldn't be turning down deals from me. You know, suddenly I'm seeing a totally new side of you.
2: I thought you were this musty-smelling intellectual... And suddenly you're turning into this schoolgirl crush where you're waiting in the lobby of the hotel for the elevator doors to open with your autograph pad for Ray Romano to come out. I mean, who is this that I'm talking to? All right, fine, but no, I... I mentioned Ray Romano, and it's like, Ray Romano, as for me, personally? Well, you're the one, I mean, you're the one
1: who brought it up.
2: No, I mentioned casually something that's just totally meaningless, and our whole conversation got sidetracked into a love fest for Ray Romano, and you want to know if I can get you an autograph, and you're begging me to put you in touch with Ray Romano. All right, all right. I have nothing to do with Ray Romano. Forget about Ray Romano, you maniac. Here, let me make it clear to you, okay? I'll be Ray Romano. You be you. Ready? Mm -hmm. I don't want to know you. My name is Ray Romano. You understand? Ray Romano doesn't want to know you.
1: Point well taken.
2: Don't worry. In Hollywood, rejection is the most potent aphrodisiac. They'll come begging. Well, maybe not him. I told him you would never speak to him. Right. I told him that you were a guy who was an intellectual and you thought TV was idiotic and only idiots watch TV that you were only interested in staying connected to your radio audience, so there was no point in even trying. He was really disappointed. Well, well
1: h- how long ago was this?
2: This was around my birthday, so I guess it was about nine months ago.
1: It was nine months ago? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, he, he didn't call back or anything?
2: No, he probably doesn't work there anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of turnover in Hollywood. Yeah. A young people's town.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, I mean, in one sense, of course, it would have been a ticket out, and you probably could have afforded a car again. Because, I mean, I know you've been riding the bus for a while now. But, you know, you want to earn that car with integrity.
3: Yeah, I, I wrote the song.
1: Sure. This this song right here, "Reach for the Top."
3: Yeah, I wrote "Reach for the Top" a number of years back.
1: Wait, now. hang on a second. Wait, wait, wait. Let, let can, let's just back up here for a second. I wanted to talk to you about this song, right? Because I'm I I mean I'm completely surprised. I was I was over at your place, right? Right. I find this box in the corner of the garage that's labeled "Reach for the Top" 45s. Right. I lift I open it up. I and I see a whole like a stack of like several hundred vinyl forty fives of this song Reach several for the Top. Hundreds? There was like a few hundred in there. I look at the I look at the single, it says Reach for the Top, and underneath it where it says the author of the song, it says Buzz Goldstein.
3: Yeah.
1: My father. Right. You, I mean you can imagine my surprise.
3: What can I tell you?
0: What will you be yeah. for the
1: How come you never even told me about this?
3: Well, I don't tell you everything about myself. It's one of those, you know. You tell me everything about yourself.
1: Well, I mean, I would I tell mean, you if I deepest thoughts. If I had a record out, I'd probably tell you about. Well,
3: uh, it. don't forget, the record was hidden in some corner of the garage somewhere. I didn't think that anybody would find it.
1: Where, where does this come from? I mean, I didn't even know that you that you listened to this music, that you like this kind of music, let alone that you 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 wrote this kind of music.
3: First of all, I never, I never, I never meant it to be a song. Right. I wrote it as a poem. It was not even a poem. It was almost well. At first, I thought it as a limerick. A limerick? Yeah. Uh huh. Then I said to myself, you know, this is too serious to be a
1: limerick. Yeah.
3: So I decided I'll put it in, in poetic form. Hmm. And uh, I decided to write a song about it.
1: About reaching for the top.
3: About reaching for the top. I never made it at the top. But I tried to reach for the top anyway. What will you reach for the top
1: Okay, so you wrote the lyrics, right? Right. Okay, so then how did you and how did you end up getting the song recorded?
3: At the high school that I was teaching at, there was a talent show. Uh huh. And I saw this group of kids, that were singing beautifully. So I said to myself, you know, we could they could take my poem. Yeah. and and bring it to life and I could get my message of reach to the top across make it into a song so I got together with these kids Uh and we got together some recording equipment from the school and uh, we we recorded it in the high school gym one Saturday
1: because I I mean not to offend you or anything but I mean it it is a slightly ridiculous sounding song
3: well when I wrote the song it was during the disco era okay it was Mm -hmm. during the 80's
1: right and you had sort of like a a tune in your head,
3: there was a the kind of rhythm that i that I believed that would work, you know, like yeah. reach for the top, don't ever ever stop, you know, don't ever, ever stop and this cake kept, kept you know I kept repeating itself to me over and over and over. it was you know, I felt, my God, this is beautiful, the public of profit, I could profit by it
1: by this message by this message. Mm-hmm. It, but it also doesn't sound like something that you would, you know, you would say, or that you have said, well, that you would... Well,
3: you know would... something, Johnny? A lot of poets don't say what they have to say, but they do say it in poetry.
1: But, I mean, you never imparted to me this idea of reaching for the top so much that I can think of, have you? Well, I... I because I... I you, have. You've always sort of, like, taught me to sort of, like, reach for the middle, you know? Like, don't you know, herniate yourself with too much ambition, you know, where you could really fail, just kind of reach for the middle. That's how I, you know, that's you the message that I... reach for the
3: top as a vehicle. If mm-hmm. you can only reach the middle, that's fine too. You know, what I tried to do is, the idea of reach for the top was to inspire t- people
1: mm-hmm. to
3: go as far as they can. Right. If you can only reach the middle, that's fine too. That's your top. The middle. The middle.
1: What will you do? Reach for the top. Let me, let me just re- uh, recite back to you, because I've, I've, yeah. I've taken the liberty of writing down some of your lyrics, some okay. of your words here. Okay, yeah. Reach for the top. Never, never, ever, ever stop. Keep reaching and pushing. Don't you ever stop. Yeah, The top. Don't you ever, ever, ever stop. Keep reaching and pushing. Don't you ever stop. Right. Whatever you do, whatever you like, believe in yourself, believe in you. It's up to you and nobody else. I mean, wh- where does that come from?
3: What it comes from is that here's a guy who had very little education. Who's the guy? Me. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, I went back to school at a a very uh, late age, Mm -hmm. and I became an English high school teacher. I pushed for it, and I did it, and I succeeded at it. I wanted to celebrate it in a song and and let everybody else know around me that uh, these things can be accomplished.
1: Is I mean it's 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 autobiographical. I guess yeah, yeah. And and you believed in yourself? I had to. I had to. You
3: know, other than 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 your mother, who else would believe in me? Me, and that's what inspired me to write this song. And the rest is what's laying in the basement.
1: It wasn't a hit, I guess.
3: <laughs> Obviously, it wasn't. There's still cobwebs going on the records. Hmm. Every now and then, I take it out and play it. Do you? Yeah. Very, very rarely, but once in a while. You know, there are days that I sit in the house by myself. Mm -hmm. And every now and then, I, you know, when I really have nothing to do, I go down to the basement and I put it on the machine, and I put the needle on the machine, and I listen to it. And I hear this song, and I say to myself, you know something? It's not such a bad song after all, and... It's gr- it's, I think it's a good idea to reach for the top.
1: Well, I mean you I mean you and and, and, and you did.
3: You know something I didn't really reach I didn't really a- a- arrive at the top, but I reached at my level of top, and that's good. I didn't get to the top, but at least I reached for it.
0: What will you On Wiretap today, you heard Joshua Carpatti, Gregor Ehrlich, and Buzz Goldstein. Wiretap is written by Jonathan Goldstein and produced by Jonathan Goldstein with Mira bertwin Sarah Gilbert, and Carolyn Warren. Tune into Wiretap Sunday at 1, 4 Pacific Time, and Friday evening at 8.30. You can also hear Wiretap across North America on Sirius Satellite Radio 137. Reach us through our website at cbc.ca slash wiretap.